0: Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 26th of March 2017, entitled, Honour Thy Mother. And the barb reading is taken from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. Here's Brother Daniel Alexandru. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. I invite you to stand this evening as we honour the reading God's holy word, again, taken from Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Father. We thank you again this evening, Lord, as we take these few simple thoughts from your word this evening, Lord, on this day that we, Lord, have set aside on the calendar to, to honor mothers especially, uh, we pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts that which we need this evening. For in Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. Of course, we find that here in the book of Ephesians that Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus. And he's speaking here a number of things that should be part of a spirit-filled believer's lives that they should do. And it seems appropriate on this Mother's Day, and of course we talked this morning for those that were here about uh, how we come up with this whole Mother's Day thing, the beginning of Mothering Sunday and Mother's Day and how these things came together. And really in the Christian's life, it's certainly appropriate to honor our fathers and our mothers because God gives us specific instructions to do so. Now, the world, like with most holidays, they take and commercialize these things and try to figure out how that they can make the most money out of it. Well, I mean, I like buying some flowers for my wife on Mother's Day, and I like taking that time to maybe get a special card to let her know how much that I uh, appreciate her and things like that. But we recognize that as we look into Scripture this evening, I want us just to... To think on some very, very simple thoughts this evening on honoring our mothers. Really what we find here in Ephesians chapter 6 is, of course, a repetition of one of the uh, the Ten Commandments that we find back in in Exodus. Uh, We read in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. I believe that for us as believers, that these simple words, honor thy father and thy mother, they should really be the basis of any significance that we place upon this day. And I would say again, as I said this morning, that it shouldn't be one day out of the year. But we know that it's certainly a practice in Scripture for having days of commemoration to remember certain things because we just need to be reminded a lot of times because we begin to take a lot of things for advantage in our life. You know, from the very, very beginning, uh, we look back and, and, and the people of God have, have paid tribute to the highest state of motherhood. And, and, and again, I don't want to go back and repeat all that I said this morning, but I do not believe that it's any exaggeration at all when I say that you could take any job, you could take any occupation, you could take any accomplishment that anybody makes in this world, no matter how famous or how well-known that they might be, and none of them, none of them are any greater than the responsibilities of motherhood uh, and what that embodies. And, of course, as we look back even to the very uh, beginning of time in the Garden of Eden, uh, it was a recognition was made there when uh, uh, when God made Eve to complete man, uh, because it wasn't good for man to be alone. This world would have been a mess if it had been just uh, just guys running around, uh, and it wouldn't have lasted very long anyway. But uh, but thank God that he gave Adam this very, very special gift. And I've said many times, you know, if we, uh, if we could put it into our, our language today, I believe that when he looked up and he saw that woman for the first time, you know, it had been something like, wow. Wow! I mean, he'd seen all of God's beautiful creation, but there was nothing like this one that he gave him there when he gave him Eve. And of course, Adam himself said that she is the mother of all living. She is the mother of all living. Um, God chose. You know, he could have chosen any way he wanted to. The very first prophecy that we have of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ there in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, he prophesied that it would be the seed of woman that would bruise the serpent's head. He was going to send his son through the seed of woman. We look back, and, and certainly in, in in scriptures, from the very first time that God called out a people, and people began to uh, to gather in His name, uh, we find that uh, they practiced commemorating certain days and honoring certain things that uh, that they had to honor. And I would certainly say that. If there's anything that deserves honor today, it is motherhood. Uh, I think that, that God certainly thought so. You can't turn to your Bible and find a chapter and verse, this is Mother's Day. This is the day that you set aside to honor those mothers. He didn't even give us specifics as with many things as to how that we should honor them. But he tells us to honor them. Uh, It's an important thing, important enough for him that it's the very first commandment that he gives us. He says here with promise, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. The fifth commandment. But it's the first one that was followed with a promise that if you do this, and he goes on to explain, that it may be well with thee and that thou mayest live long on the earth. It's often been said that when you tell the story of any great man, the story will almost always begin with a great mother before him. I remember reading the story of G. Campbell Morgan, who of course was a great preacher in London that pastored at the Westminster Chapel uh, for for many years. And uh, uh, he had, I think it was five sons that all became preachers as well. And they were all in one gathering one time. And somebody asked them right there in front of each other, said, uh, which one's the greatest preacher? And uh, they all looked at each other. And it was almost uh, simultaneous that they pointed to Mrs. Morgan and said, she is. Um, And, of course, the fact was that they all gave credit that they were who they were because of their mother and the way that she had raised them. And so I think that that love and influence, you remember this morning as we looked at the passage that uh, we said there in in Solomon's wisdom, when two prostitutes, two lowlifes in this world that, you know, we said, you know, all, all mothers have failings, but all mothers have a faithful God that is always, always, always there. But it's the mother's, that, that love, that formidable love that was what we saw in that, in that story this morning. When it came down to it, she was willing to give up everything, even her baby, for that baby's sake, that it could live. And so as we think upon that, it was, it was that love that conquered it all. And of course, as Solomon sat there, the Bible itself saying the wisest man that ever lived, the Bible itself tells us that it was God's wisdom through the king, that that judgment was made that day. And so how do you describe uh, a mother's love? I don't think that it's that it's possible to do so, but I do believe that that love and that influence of the mother is, if anything, the very central and supreme influence of the home. Uh, I think that it's even more significant uh, when that, that parent has chosen uh, to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And and, of course, uh, we find that as we begin to look that, uh, that we said this morning, we, don't, we can all, all look back with the greatest of memories. Some, some mothers are no longer with us. Some didn't know their mothers. Uh, some mothers were better and some mothers were not. But you wouldn't be here without your mother. No matter how good or how bad that she was or that the memories that you have, she deserves honor because that was the seed through which God chose to bring you. You're special you're unique. And you know, the amazing thing is you could not be who you are without your mother and your father. You are God's creation. But God, in His magnific- magnificent wisdom, He chose to use part of this man and part of this woman to make you who you are. And so we ought to be thankful for that. And of course, as we as we begin to, uh, to look here, we find that uh, Even when God chose to send his own son into this world, that he was going to come and he was going to to die on that cross to pay for our sins, uh, we find that he chose to send her through this mother called Mary. And of all the figures in there, she was the one that was with him from the cradle to the grave. Uh, She was still his mother. Even as he hung there on the cross, he was looking to John to take care of his mother when he left this world. And so I think that God shows us, and it is this commandment when he says, honor thy father and thy mother. And of course, we we do pay tribute to both, but on this special day, we're looking at the honor of the mother. Uh, we want to focus on the, on that part of the uh, the verse. And of course, as we look at God's laws, and we see this right there engraved in stone for his people to be God's law forever, because he is an unchangeable God. He's never changed his mind about honoring the father and the mother. Uh, and, of course, it's, as we look at the laws, it's the very first fundamental duty of man that God gives to him in that law to honor his father and his mother. I don't believe that it would be an exaggeration at all to say that that, that commandment laid down is the very essential necessity of society in general today, but certainly specifically to the Christian home. Um, we have many things that we look at and that we call Christian, but you know that without Christian homes, there can't be a Christian church. Without dedicated Christian moms, then there can't be those Christian homes. Um, of all those religions out there, the, the Christian faith is it's a religion of the home. Uh, when God created Adam and Eve there, man and woman, husband and wife, he gave them specific responsibility to replenish this earth. Eve had the responsibility to bring that child into this life. God created the home himself there in the Garden of Eden. The home was the place that God chose for his own son to be raised when he sent him to this earth. He chose the nurture and the instruction and the discipline of the home is the place where that his son would uh, would grow and develop into perfect manhood. And I know, I know it's hard for us to get our head around Jesus Christ being 100% God and being 100% man at the same time. Uh, But when he came in his manhood, in his childhood, he was raised in that home. And you know that from the time that we read about his birth in the cradle. We don't know a lot about that childhood until he was 12 years old and brought back into the, into the temple. But we know that it was there in the home of that carpenter called Joseph, that mother called Mary, that God chose to see his son instructed and, and brought up in this, in this life. Uh, there is no substitute for the home. Uh, the government, society, everything has its place but there is no substitute for the home. Uh, That parental authority that God gives, that parental honor and parental love, it must be guarded. It must be kept. And of course, we live in a day when that so many are trying to to tear down and to break apart the home and to take away uh, the way that God has planned it to be. Too many people say, you know, boy, the children are a mess today. Uh, Too many people say that it's a a tragedy that we don't have good children. I think the problem is not in the children. It's in the homes that the children are being raised in. Children aren't being made any different now than they ever have been in history. And if anything, if we're honest, we've got greater tools at our disposal to be able to care for those children, to raise those children, to teach those children than ever before. And yet people want to look around and say, they're little brats. They don't listen to anything. You know, they're just into trouble all the time. But I believe that the problem goes back beyond that child. That it goes back to the home. We look around and we say children don't have any respect anymore for their elders. Well, it begins in the home. You know, when when they're taught in the home to, to have respect for those that are above them, those that are in authority, then that carries on in life. Um, I think that the greatest tragedy of our day, we should expect the world's institutions to be worldly. We should expect them to be ungodly because that's what they are. But I think just as surely we should expect the Christian homes to be godly. And I think that's why that we see what we see today with the state of our children. The tragedy of our day is that the sanctity, the authority, the love of the home is what's being violated in so many areas so many times as Christians we just sit back because the home becomes more the peripheral than it was the, the center of their lives. We look back and, and 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 historically the home was the center of everything. It was the center of the training of the child. It was the center of the nurturing and the teaching and the raising of that child. But so many times today, the training of the child is left to, to everybody else. Just think of the love and the care which uh, has to be given to to that infant. You know, (laughs) of all the animals that come into this life, the infant human is one of the most helpless. It takes months and years for that child to be able to fend for itself. If it were left on its own, it would not survive. God planned it that way. God made it that way. The child is to be cared for, taught, nurtured within the home, make it into the person that God would have it to be. You see, it's not only, only the parents' right, because God declares that, to receive that honor. But it's also what's best for the child. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. You see, when we do it God's way, then it's best for everybody. Yes, the parents deserve that place. They deserve that honor, but it's also what's best for the child as well. God's design is that that child might be loved and, and, and disciplined in the home and he tells us to train that child in the nurture and the, the admonition. He says here, he tells the father Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. God gave us that fifth commandment. And yes, it was to safeguard the honor of the parents, but it was also just as much for the sake of the children. That's when a child is going to know true happiness that's where it's going to be safe. What was the promise? That it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. I read something just recently in, in preparing a few of these simple thoughts and just looking at this, this passage that is quite an amazing thing when God gives us instruction in so many areas of our life. And when he lays down those, those ten commandments for us to follow, to, to be able to look and to see what God expects of us, we find that this one, honor thy father and thy mother, is the first one that's given that comes with the promise that it might be well with you. We find that I don't know because I have no way of knowing. I I read that someone recently stated that when it comes to serious illnesses that many times children have to face and to go through, That a child that has come from a home where they've been taught discipline, where they've been disciplined in life, and they know that discipline, that obedience, that they have something like a four times chance of recovery of a child facing the same diseases that has never been taught to obey, to honor. They've never been taught that discipline. That discipline carries through in every area of a child's life. And of course, there are always those, as we read some of those things this morning, that that look, and they, you know, children reach that age when they look at you, and, you know, in the beginning, mom and dad can do no wrong. They can tackle anybody. They can do anything better than anybody else can. Then as they get closer and closer to those teenage years, mom and dad knows a lot less, and they're just old fogies, and they're so far behind the times, and are they ever going to understand life, and all of these things, and Children go through that rebellious stage. But, you know, that's part of growing as well. That's part of being nurtured. It's part of of keeping those guidelines in place. As we read that little story this morning about, uh, uh, you know, the the mean moms uh, that, that made them eat right, that made them do right, that made them do all these things. And of course, uh, um, you know, when all the other kids were drinking their Pepsis and eating their chocolates and going out and doing all these worldly things they weren't supposed to, and yet that godly mom was keeping the reins on and keeping them in check and keeping them in control. We need more mean moms like that. Uh, That discipline is something that will carry our children through life. Um, Many times you'll reach that point when, yep, your your children will begin to think that rather than being a well-rounded parent, you're a square probably. Uh, They'll think that you just don't understand that life has changed so, so very much. But, uh, like I read the little story and I jotted down here where that uh, one mother overheard the two children talking and uh, one of them said to the other, says, what in the world can we do about our parents? You know, how are we ever going to be able to to teach them the right thing? And the other said, well, there's really nothing we can do. By the time you get there and they get that age, they're so old, they're setting their ways and, and you can't change them. And of course, sometimes children think that they need to change their parents' What we really need is to honor the parents, to honor the mom. So on this Mother's Day, I don't really care if you get caught up. You can do without a lot of the uh, commercialization that the world has out there. But as I said to you this morning, I gave you some of those things. Pray for your mom. Lift her up before the Lord. Let her know how much you appreciate her. Give her the honor that she's due. Show her that. Realize the importance of all that she's done. No mom is perfect. But even in all those failings she has a faithful god she has a love that will stand against anything and i just want to remind you this evening that it was so important to god that it was the first commandment with promise that he said if you do this this is going to be the result you honor your father and your mother and things are going to go well with you and you're going to have long life you're going to be blessed it's good for the parents it's good for the children and, of course, the responsibility right back on the parents to nurture them in the admonition of the Lord. We only have one time to be a parent. They grow up so fast, and all of us that are parents realize, wow, you know, what happened to my little baby? Uh, where did it go? Uh, you know, those those we said this morning, you know, it's so cute when those two-year-olds are running around and they're getting into everything, but, uh, you know, once they're 14, you don't want them acting like a two-year-old anymore. Uh, you watch them grow, and you watch them over the years change and turn into the people, but, but we have that awesome responsibility. And I just want to remind you this evening, you know, maybe you had a good one or maybe you had a bad home. Uh, the thing is, is that regardless, you owe honor to your parents because the God used them to bring you into this world. But it should also make us, and especially in Christian homes, to understand the importance the importance of the relationship between the parent and the child, the importance that goes along with giving those parents the honor, the respect that they're due, both for the parents but also for the children as well. Let's commend our godly Christian moms through all their imperfections. They've still got God with his great wisdom that will give them the guidance and that love that love. There is absolutely nobody else in the world that will ever, ever. I told our kids, you know, people may do a lot of things, but I promise you, there's nobody else that cares more about you and about the outcome than your mom and I do. Nobody else. So thank God for that this evening. And I just want to encourage you that that in the midst of all this commercialism, this honor is God would choose us to honor. Let's respect our moms and our dads the rightful place that God has given them, and understand that with all their imperfections how very much that we are blessed to have them. And if you're blessed to have a Christian mom, Christian dad, then that's something to be so very, very grateful for this evening. Father, Lord, we thank you this evening because, Lord, we've said that it's always, it's always a tough time a lot of times, even, Lord, in and preaching on a day like this because, Lord, when we're honoring our moms on this special day, we realize that, Lord, there are those here this evening that their moms have already gone on from this world. They can no longer go back to them and give them a hug and tell them how much that they are appreciated and how much they love them. So sometimes, Lord, there's a void there that we're reminded of. But, Lord, we don't want to do away with that void because it's that great love that makes that void so grand. It makes it so big. Lord, we just thank you that as we gather here this evening that there are also those that maybe all of their childhood memories aren't as precious and blessed as they could be. Lord, you still chose to make them special and unique as they are. You used their father and their mother. There's nobody else on earth that they could have come from and been the person that they are. And Lord, we pray that whether we had a if we had a good childhood and, and raised in a godly home, may we use that example in our own homes. But Lord, if we, if we had a bad situation, if it was difficult for us, if it was challenging for us, Lord, all things work together for good. Allow us to use that, Lord, to be able to be determined, to be the, the kind of parents that you have. Help us to realize nothing should take the place of the home. Lord, help us to to, to remember that. There is no greater calling than than to be a godly mother to those children that you bless and bring into that home. So, Father, I pray for each of our mothers. I thank you for them, but I pray that you would bless them. And, Lord, we're reminded again, that no matter how old that child gets, they're still that mom's child. They They still have that love. They still have that worry. They still have that concern. Lord, help us to have strong homes. We want to honor our mothers this evening, Lord, that, that strive to be the kind of moms that you would have them to be, that strive, Lord, in their homes to bring that atmosphere of, of godly respect, Lord, for you most of all, but, Lord, for those that authority in the home and and in this world, Lord, we thank you for moms that will take and use as the greatest book of wisdom, the, the wisdom that you've given us in, in, in your word. Lord, that will realize that their greatest strength is going to be found upon their knees when they're calling upon you. Lord, we all need that wisdom, that strength, those times when we don't have the answers, but we know that that you're there. And so I thank you again this evening, Lord, for the mothers that are present. I thank you, Lord, for those of us that have mothers that are not present with us this evening. I pray that you would help us, Lord, just to be reminded on this day of how special our moms are and how much that it meant to you that, Lord, it was the first commandment that you gave us with promise, honor, our fathers and our mothers. Help us to do that. In Christ's name we pray, amen.